0: pazuzzi juice is poured the pumpkin spice candle is lit welcome to the horror salon i'm your co-host andemic and i'm your co-host the witch welcome welcome oh here we go okay witch tell them what the pazuzzi juice is today okay so well first let me say
1: thank you for listening
0: We are so excited. All right. Let's do that first.
1: (laughs) You'll have to excuse us. This is our first go. Yeah. And uh, we're just super excited to be here and Mm -hmm. be doing this. We've been talking about this for like.
0: At least a year.
1: Yeah. At least a year, if not longer.
0: Yeah. And it's happening right now. So let's just answer this question. Why a horror podcast? Um, We love to talk about everything creepy yes we love to talk about things that are strange we love to be terrified love it um and we think we're fun we know we know okay yeah we right right uh so we thought maybe some people out there might also (laughs) think we're fun yes Exactly Um, right so we want you to join us in our musings um sorry
1: there was a terrified child outside yes they probably heard
0: us getting started yes We're terrifying the kids already. My favorite thing. (laughs) Okay, so. So,
1: Pazuzu juice. Back to the Pazuzu juice. This is very important. So, we thought it would be fun to kick things off with sharing with you what we are drinking to get ourselves ourselves loosey-goosey for this. So... (laughs) Without further ado, we currently are drinking Great Lakes Lake Erie Monster. So let me give you some context for this. I am a huge craft beer drinker, so I drink this stuff all the time. And
0: (laughs) Demick is
1: not a craft beer drinker. So, Ann Demick, will you give us a little uh, review for our friends who might not be (laughs)
0: into the scene? Okay, so, I mean, it smells good, right? I mean, it's it's on the light side. It looks on the light side. It smells kind of pineapple-y. I don't know if you get that. I do get that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I always get tricked. These craft beers never taste like what they say they're going to taste like. At least not to my very, very unrefined palate. So, let me give this a shot. I just love the name. Great Lake Erie monster. monster. Yeah. Um, here we go. <laughs> All right. Everybody, she's taking her sip. Oh, my God.
1: <coughs> she hates it.
0: No, nope, Jesus wept.
1: You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Jesus wept, <laughs> and it was the Great Lakes <clears throat> Lake Erie Monster. Make it stop. See, now, I like this spirit, mainly because you can drink Very little of it and feel the effects very intensely. It's a nine point five percent ABV. Woo! And because of that, it's an Imperial IPA, which forgive me, all of you craft beer nerds who might be listening and you know way more about this than I do. I'm like a novice in this realm, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure that only means that it's pretty high ABV, Imperial IPA. So let me just tell you, it's tropical, it's hoppy, it's delicious. If you like craft beer. You'll like the Lake Erie Monster. You'll like anything Great Lakes, shout out to her friends at Great Lakes. They're yeah, fantastic. I mean,
0: they're fantastic. Just because I don't like it, you, you can't listen to me. No.
1: And I'm a craft beer drinker. No, she's but not But I'm gonna I'm gonna force her to drink it every yeah, time. Yeah, I'm gonna drink it every time. For
0: these fun little mm-hmm. moments for you all listening in. <laughs> Is my mouth supposed to feel like this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So that was Pizzushi Juice Hour. <laughs> Let's talk, let's we we should probably tell them. And most of you horror nerds will know this, but Pazuzu is the name of the demon in the exorcist. Mm, yes. So one time I got so into Diet Mountain Dew <laughs> <clears throat> that it was as if I was possessed by the devil, you know, and it is the elixir of the devil. So uh, a friend and I started calling it Pazuzu juice. So the original Pazuzu juice is Diet Mountain Dew. And we're going to add all sorts of fun alcoholic things to it. Yes. Vodka. Yeah. Rum. Yeah. Rum and vodka. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's going to be for the paranormal episode. For the paranormal episode,
1: 100%. <laughs> yes. So, um, like I said, thank you for being here. We thought we would start this whole thing off with just letting you get to know us a little yeah. bit. Yeah um I would certainly want to know who I was listening into why I was listening in what I was listening in about so mm-hmm. we're going to try and do that for you today so we prepared an interview of sorts well and I prepared an interview of sorts I just poured <laughs> beer that's what I did today so um it was we're a very slow gonna, artistic pour it though. Was a, so artistic, yeah, so good so good so artistic. So, Andi, I'm just gonna kick it off. We're yeah. gonna do a little interview for you, so that you can get to know who we are, um, and what our podcast is gonna be all about. What you're getting yourself into.
0: Okay. So, here's my first question, and, and this is something that I really love about you, which, and I want to know more about why you wanted to do this podcast about horror as as two women doing this. Oh my gosh. So let's start there. Oh my gosh, you
1: know the. Oh, I'm so happy you asked this question. So, I got into horror when I was probably way too young, probably, like, <laughs> like maybe five years old, <laughs> yeah. uh, had no business doing it, and we, I, I just kind of grew up in this world where, oh, she made another face, everybody, she made another face, this is great, this is the best craft beer. Um, No, I just was so into horror when I was a little girl growing up. I remember watching all the great slashers and being so thrilled by them and getting into spooky books and liking haunted places and, you know, the whole gamut. And so when I got into school and started making friends and quickly realized that that wasn't what other little kids were necessarily into it was kind of a very isolating experience and when I grew up I didn't really see a lot of I saw you know the final girl maybe or some of these women in movies but they were usually kind of presented in a way that I don't want to say was demeaning but it wasn't as empowering as I wished it would be and I think they're making a that's turning now um, but I I I always wished that I would have had someone along with me in my formative years that kind of was into the same thing and was representing the strong female character in the horror sphere. And I I didn't have that. I see that now. I think that's fantastic now. Um, But I wanted to start a podcast as two women saying, hey, we're out here. We're part of this fandom, and you can't ignore us anymore.
0: Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that answer. So, um, tell us a little bit, who is the witch? Who is the witch? The witch is...
1: Someone who is into, obviously, the darker side of things, but maybe with a um, spiritual or natural type of twist, I would say, I find myself really gravitating towards, you know, the witch is a symbol, and obviously, I love all the campiness that comes along with the witch, right? Like, the the riding a broomstick and carrying around a cauldron, the, you know, the Halloween tropes of the witch. I love that. But I also love, like, the earthiness and the going back to nature and the tapping into your power and spiritual side of the witch. And so I kind of have always loved those elements of horror is yep. that supernatural um, power aspect of horror. So I would say the witch is someone who really... Um, treasures that and also treasures kind of natural settings and atmospheres like I love haunted woods stories I love them so much and any story that involves an animal if that animal dies I am 100% more fucked up about it than your child (laughs) so that that's a little insight into who I am and I'm sure you'll find out more as we as we go along Mm -hmm. but that that's really where the core of my horror love comes so what about who's the endemic
0: (laughs) Pandemic. She's a big old nerd. I just—I'm uh, a lover of all things strange and unusual. Um, my love started early too, and <clears throat> which we'll talk about—we'll um, talk about with the next question. But I just love believing that the world is full of creepy crawlies, aliens, big feet. Yetis, Loch Ness monsters, ghosts. Um, I, feel like, I feel like life is so much more interesting with the, the possibility and prospect of those things being real. Um, I wish I had something more, um, more amazing to say, like you just said. But you know what? I'm a nerd. I love horror. I love sci-fi. I love it all. Andemics are creepy cryptid, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Creepy cryptid. Am I so excited to
1: get into that with
0: you? (laughs) Yes. And that you gave me a very good idea, too. I want to get into, with you, maybe an episode. I want you to talk about what you like and don't like about the portrayal of witches in books and movies, um, in in all genres. I'm very curious about that. I've been waiting for this my whole life. (laughs) Consider it done. I've been waiting to share that my whole life. Consider it done. Okay, so... You sort of maybe talked a little bit about it, but was there a catalyst? What actually started the love? Can you remember one one moment or thing?
1: You know, in preparing for this podcast, I've been thinking about that a lot, hmm. truly. And I had this memory come back to me probably a week or so ago, and it is so vivid. <laughs> it, I, I, it, I don't know email us we'll give you all our information at the end of this and tell us if you have a memory like this Mm -hmm. that just comes back to you all at once and you're like I'm there (laughs) but I remember so my when I was little like I said I got into this stuff probably five years old five six years old and when I was little so my father worked a factory job when I was Mm -hmm. growing up so he would work um the night shift quite often and wouldn't get home till about eleven thirty at night. And we'd be in bed by by that time. But I remember I'd be sleeping in my bed and this one night he came in and he always did this. He'd come into my room and he'd kiss me on the forehead before he went downstairs and got cleaned up. And it this particular night he did that. And he went downstairs and of course I wasn't asleep. I was never asleep. (laughs) I was reading under the covers Mm -hmm. or turned on my T V when I thought everyone else in the house was asleep. I was never asleep. And uh, he goes downstairs, gets cleaned up, and he comes back upstairs to eat, which was kind of his ritual. He'd get take a shower after work and then eat dinner. And he came back upstairs, and he was eating dinner, and then he went into the living room and turned on TV. Well, I decided this night I was going to go out there, and I was going to see, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so I crept down the hallway, and I go in there, and he was in his old brown armchair watching the TV. It was Empire of the And I found out that night my dad, every night he was on the night shift, would come home, eat his dinner, and watch Creature
0: Feature. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And I, he saw so when I was
1: there, and he saw me in the doorway, and I was like, he's gonna probably freak out on me. He's not. I am not allowed to be awake. And he invited me in, (laughs) sat me on his lap, and I watched Empire of the Ants that night with him. And I'll never forget that moment. And I think that was probably the start of. Oh, this is cool. That is awesome. This is cool, and it was kind of, you know, a no-no. I wasn't supposed to be up. It was the middle of the night, but it was also with my dad, so it was like that fun, nostalgic piece, but Absolutely. also that creepy, that creepy piece too. So I, I don't know. We will never know if that was the start of the witch, but I like to think that, that was probably the start good. of the witch. Um,
0: Empire of the Ants is that the one with? Was that Joan Collins was in that? Oh, I don't know. I, I wrote down notes because I'm real
1: professional. Everybody, Oh, uh, you are. Uh, 1977, directed by Bert I.
0: Gordon. Fantastic! Wow, I have seen that one a couple times. It's
1: fun. Really, yeah, it really, fun. honestly, in all seriousness, it's fun. It's it's a, it's a truly fun one. Yeah, I, I would recommend the giant ants, right? Yeah, it's the giant ants. They eat the toxic waste in the water yes. and then they grow to like ungodly sizes and terrorize the town. And then they get into the the sugar area?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's Love fantastic.
1: It. And you will be terrified of ants, which I already kind of am, <laughs> but you'll be really terrified. That's
0: uh, uh, that's a little glimpse into you that I didn't have before. But... What about you, Anand? <laughs> oh, th-
1: here's the thing. Am I not the best interviewer in the world? You ask me the serious question and I say, "And what about you?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, let's do that. Um, what started my love? You know what? It's really uh, interesting is mine started with my dad, too. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, he would let me stay up. Uh, because I, I believe Chiller Theater was on the weekends. I, I don't remember which night it was on, but he would let me stay up. And it would be, you know, it, like Creature Feature. It would be, you know, movies like that. And I loved that. My first movie on VHS... And anybody who knows me is going to know how significant th- this is was Night of the Living Dead. Um, so, you know, it started it started that early. Um, and then also, Saturday mornings, I don't know if anybody remembers this guy, but his name was Superhost. And it was this Saturday, maybe it was even like mid-morning or uh, early afternoon show where he would play these amazing monster movies it's where i learned about gargantua and godzilla and the gargoyles if you haven't seen the movie gargoyles get to youtube right now because it streams on there for free fantastic scared the bejesus out of me when i was a kid anyway um so that's where i got this love of of those kind of movies and um that led to you know my dad my dad loved the horror movies, so we would sit down and watch, you know, a Hammer House movie. Um, uh, or one of my all-time favorites is Frightmare. That's from the 80s. I think it's a Trauma, uh, a Trauma Studios movie, Frightmare. I had an image of that movie in my head later, uh, later in life that I got when I was a kid, and I could not remember what movie it was. I couldn't remember what it was, and I finally found it and watched it again. It was amazing. Um, <clears throat> But, um, but yeah, you know, and, and I was never, you know, within reason, I was never really, um, shielded from being able to watch these kind of things. I know a lot of parents, oh, no, 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 you'll be scared. Um, I, I ran into them head first, (laughs) all this stuff. Um, and my, I think my favorite classic monster, uh, will always be Wolfman. Lon Chaney's Wolfman. His transformation in that movie, still to this day, can make me shudder. Mm-hmm. That movie scared, scared me so much. But I love being scared, and I know a lot, that's foreign to a lot of people, but I love to be scared. Um, and let's talk about Michael Jackson's thriller. Um, I remember clamoring to find somebody who um, had MTV who we could go, I could go and see, and finally I got to see it, and it, it blew my mind. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just been a part of my life, my whole life, and doing a horror podcast is like a dream come true. Then I meet the witch, and you know, soulmates here in the horror realm. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um. So yeah, here we go. It's so exciting. That's yeah. so exciting. It, you know what I find,
1: and I probably should have understood this before, but it, our 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 entry point was movies mm-hmm. and that you know i feel like so often horror is associated with movies mm-hmm. it's the easiest entry point right yeah but i think so there it's just when you are a younger kid mm-hmm. and those types of movies are on mm-hmm. and that's it ca- it's captivate it's like mm-hmm. the, it's like the sunday morning cartoons mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. but for our kind <laughs> for
0: our kind well it feeds you the visual mm-hmm. you know um you have to have a pretty good imagination when you're reading a horror novel or um, which I love to do also, but when you're a kid, you don't want to, I mean, yes, I mean, we all liked to read when we were kids, but there was just something about that image on the screen, it just sucked you right in, um, and made it real, um, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the movie that made it all real for me a little later, but, um, but yeah, there's just something about that, that experience, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> that's awesome, Okay. I'm loving
1: that it was our dad's, too. Yeah, of course it, of dads. course it was our dad's. Of course it was our dad's.
0: So that is a good segue into what is your favorite horror movie? Halloween, the
1: original, hands down, forever. And knows this. Mm-hmm. I
0: mm-hmm.
1: am the nerdiest, <laughs> weepiest person about the original Halloween. We are going to do a whole episode yep about the original Halloween, and I will probably cry, and it will probably be super embarrassing for me and super great for all of you.
0: Um, Just for reference, I was with her when she met The Shape at uh, Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati. Were were we in Cincinnati or Indianapolis? I think we were in Cincinnati. I think we were in Cincinnati. Um, I can confirm there were tears. There were tears. And And then that made me get teary because that was... I love experiences like that. And when people have an experience, that was your, that was your guy. That was your moment. And it was amazing. That was Michael. Yeah.
1: Michael was there. And he's coming back Yeah, for Halloween, uh, Halloween Kills. Yes. Halloween Kills, one, I think so. is the next one. Yeah. He's coming back. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. Nick Castle. Nick Castle. Yeah, What a man. So gracious too. Yes. I think the only words <laughs> I said to him were, I love you. <laughs> that was it. That's all I could say. I think
0: that is all you said. And I paparazzi for you
1: paparazzi for me. And he was so gracious. Yeah. He was like, OK,
0: I mean, you know, that's the that's the risk you take. They say don't ever meet your heroes. Yeah. Um, but so often in, in the horror uh, community and family, um, that's not the case. They're all happy to be there. They love what they do. They love what they did. Even if they hadn't done anything since, you know, those movies that, that have resonated with all of us, they're. They're super cool, and they
1: want to talk about it. That's awesome! It's, it's like they feed off your passion mm-hmm. for it. They get just as geeked up about yeah. it as you do. Yeah, it's, it's super cool experience. We'll yeah. we'll likely talk about conventions a lot here yeah. during this podcast too, because we're both co- convention goers. but yeah. if you haven't been to one, highly recommend. Just mm-hmm. dip your toes in the water. Go on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. You know, or a Sunday do. afternoon, yeah. or like
0: Sunday morning, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's just, it
0: just it's a cool experience. Mm-hmm awesome I love it so much what endemic is your favorite (sighs) scary movie well and you know this uh I am a George Romero fanatic uh in my humble opinion Dawn of the Dead is the greatest movie of all time um followed by Night and Day um his work and, and I like the others too Diary Survival land. I love, I love those two, but that original trilogy. Oh my gosh. Um, his work speaks to me in this really visceral way. And I think it's because I grew up, uh, kind of in the foothills of of the Appalachians, um, only about an hour from Pittsburgh, hour and a half maybe from Pittsburgh. So when I see his movies, I see the landscape of my home. So Mm -hmm. it's very easy for me to stick myself right in there and completely just be in the movie. It, it's crazy. I, I know that probably sounds kind of weird, but... Um, it's fully immersive. You, yeah. You understand the landscape. I do. I understand the landscape, and I can... I can envi- and then that makes it... Makes me be able to envision it happening in my backyard, which is terrifying, and I love it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, I can
1: attest that if we go into a zombie apocalypse at any time, mm-hmm. I am going to find Andemic. Mm. Yeah. That is just point... Period. I think that's exclamation.
0: wise. I think that's wise. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. She's ready. She's got a pa- pack of ciggies and a shotgun. <gasps> yeah. She's ready to we'll go. I'm going to
0: sit on the roof and smoke and tink, 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 tink. <laughs> um, I, I, I met, um, I've met basically everyone still alive that was involved in Night of the Living Dead and the same with Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Um, because they're, they're so accessible. They're so awesome. Um, I make frequent pilgrimages to Pittsburgh uh, and to Evan City. I go um, to the Monroeville Mall. I mean, there's not a huge amount left there from when it was filmed, but you're still walking where they walked. I mean, and that's, that's enough for me. Um, but there is a wonderful museum in Evan City. For any of you out there who are Romeroites, um, love those movies, and you have not been to the Living Dead Museum in Evan City, go, go, go. It is phenomenal. They've got pictures and memorabilia and um, just these, I don't know, these creatures from the movies. Yeah, like figure, statues. Yeah, like statues. Um, and, um, and they have an awesome gift shop. I, I mean, let's be real. I mean, any... Super good. Yeah, pretty, pretty much any uh, Night of the Living Dead, George Romero thing you t-shirt you might want they've got so anyway
1: and the if you know me you know i'm a coffee drinker (laughs) i love that little coffee shop we went to when you took me there
0: that's right it was so cute it was a perfect little pick me up we had a good time evan city is it's a great little town that they have embraced they've embraced their their night of the living dead heritage um and the, the cemetery is there where where it was filmed the original night and um, you go up there, and I, I know through donations and a lot of hard work, the, the fandom actually put together money to help restore the, um, the chapel that is in the cemetery. So, you know, we, we take it very seriously. We, um, we respect it. And, but, but if you haven't gone to the Living Dead Museum, I highly recommend it. And they put on Living Dead Weekend in Evan City, and they put on Living Dead Weekend at the Monroeville Mall. Um. Oh my gosh. I, I. can't. It's giving me chills even talking about it. I never. Wait. N- <laughs> ne-
1: next time we have to go to the Monroeville because I went yeah. to the one in Evan City with you, but yes. I haven't been in the Monroeville. Yeah, now. we'll Hold go. On. We'll
0: do that one next. Um. How fun. I've been lucky enough. Uh, I got to meet George Romero five times, and I had the similar experience you did the first time out. Is I cried. As you do. You meet you your hero. You do. And he was awesome. And I sat down beside him, and he put his arm around me. And when he passed away, uh, not that long ago, I cried again. Um, yeah. He was just—he was just a great, kind, creative man. Um, just from, just from my experience, you know, with his work and with his interviews and things like that. So, um, that is—that is my favorite movie of all time. That's awesome, man. Dawn.
1: We are also going to do a full episode dedicated to George Romero. Mm-hmm. It is going to be Andemic's Love Letter Mm -hmm. to George Romero. I cannot Mm -hmm. wait for that. And then the Halloween episode. Well, like, you guys. I'll probably have to scrape you off the floor.
0: Probably will. (laughs) Tell me about your favorite cryptid. Oh, what a good one.
1: You know, what's funny about that question is... (laughs) I just bought a bunch of books on cryptozoology. You did indeed. Because Andemik is super into cryptozoology and I th- find it fascinating. And then I realize I know like just the surface mm-hmm. of the cryptids that um, exist. So this answer will likely change mm. because I haven't read those books yet. But I would have to say of all that I know about really (laughs) I think it might be Loch Ness Nessie fair enough I think it might be Nessie I think I love so I will also say one of my big loves is Celtic culture um I love everything Celtic culture I've been to Ireland just once which was unfortunate because I need to get back multiple times but I've never you've been to Loch Ness so you've experienced the majesty I took
0: a cruise on Loch Ness
1: but I don't know if it's anything like what Ireland was like, but it
0: just feels like a mystical. Place. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean by that, because Stonehenge changed me in some small way on the inside. And so I know exactly what you're saying. So it's just, to me, the possibility of Nessie
1: being real is so possible. Mm-hmm. It's, tr- it's almost just a fact mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea that it's a very benevolent creature, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's something in that as well that I really enjoy. And probably as a Pisces, I'm drawn <laughs> to the water. Let's be real. So I think, I think Nessie would have to do it for me. But that's, that's for the moment. So stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, that might change down the road. Yeah. Do you, yeah.
0: Well, I think that, that just um, gave me another good idea. I think we should start highlighting some of the lesser-known yeah. cryptids. Um, like I just learned about the Dog Man of Michigan. Um, exactly. We need to know more about the Dog Man of Michigan immediately. Immediately. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's 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 future episodes, future seasons. <laughs> um, okay. So my favorite cryptid. There is one movie that I credit with my amateur love of cryptozoology, and that is the Legend of Boggy Creek. Um, as a kid that movie is shot in like a pseudo documentary style. I thought it was real. As a kid, I thought it was real. Uh, and after that movie, I was kind of obsessed with Bigfoot and looked over my shoulder, you know, because we, um, we lived at the end of a street where the other side was all woods. And I would stand in, at the screen door and stare across the street and just know that he was staring back. I would just know. That's amazing. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't want to be out at night by myself because I knew he was watching me. He was just over there watching me. Um, so, my, and, and in the 80s, that's when I was a, I was a kid. I don't want to date myself too much here, but um, it was kind of a renaissance for, like the 70s and 80s, a renaissance for Bigfoot movies. So, a lot of really cool movies came out then. Uh, the Legend of Bigfoot. Uh, the creature from Black Lake. Um, they were documentary style. Well, at least uh, The Legend of Bigfoot was. And I just remember um, one night there was a movie on called Mysterious Monsters. And I begged my parents to let me stay up and watch this. And they did. However, I almost lost the privilege because I overflowed the bathtub during bath time. And I knew I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did it anyway. Anyway, long How story could short, you not? That was the I boss. know. I mean, you could see water squish up in the carpet with the footprints. I mean, it was bad. But anyway, they let me watch it. And that was another one that, um, and it it touched on everything, not just Bigfoot, but Loch Ness Monster and Yeti and uh, aliens and just strange phenomena. And, I mean, I loved it. But um, Bigfoot. And let's go even back just slightly, uh, the Patterson-Gimlin film of that original Bigfoot footage, um, that, that, like, kicked my imagination into high gear. I'm like, that is real. He's out there, and he is right now looking at me from across the street.
1: I love that. Because he was. <laughs>
0: he was. Because he
1: was. That's why you felt that way. You could feel his eyes on you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I, so, fun fact, I do like Bigfoot, but I have not watched anything that you just... I have some... I have some serious homework. Yeah. I have a feeling I have some serious homework to well, do. Well, it's
0: all a work in progress. Yeah. We, we both have serious work to do. Serious work. Yeah. And I'm sure um, hopefully our followers will let us know what homework we have.
1: Oh, yes. Um, from Please do. Time. Please
0: do let us know what homework we have. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. Um, I want to know uh, what their just what you said. I want to know what their first experience, what set them on the horror path.
1: Um, Let's do that. Yeah. So I think this is a good time to say... Um, we would love to hear from you. We First of all, thank you again so much for listening to our first episode. I hope it wasn't too painful yeah, for you. And, uh, I
0: hope you stick around with us. Um, We've got some exciting stuff we coming up.
1: We, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, a lot to learn and explore, mm-hmm. and we hope you'll be along with us as we do that. Yeah. So um, ways to stay in touch with us. So we do have a website. We hope you'll check us out there. It's uh, thehorrorsalon.com. So check us out there. Learn a little bit more about who we are and what's coming up.
0: But go to that slowly because it has stymied me at the moment. (laughs) It'll be Uh, fine. It'll (laughs) be up by the time this episode airs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, totally fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about that. It's totally easy. Totally easy to do. Totally easy.
1: (laughs) We're not having problems at all. No, none. Um... So check us out there. Check us out on our Instagram at uh, the Horror Salon. We've got some fun content there. And then get in touch. Tell us what scares you. Give us some. Um, give us some suggestions. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear us talk mm-hmm. about? What do you want to hear us give you more information on? So yeah. you can reach us at info at thehorrorsalon dot com, uh, and, and yeah, just drop us a line. So we will leave you. With one last segment that I like to call What the Hell? (laughs) So, Andemic and I are pretty big purveyors of reading weird-ass shit on the internet and texting each other during work hours. And I will say that my What the Hell of this week... Has anyone heard about that humpback whale... (laughs) That just showed up in the middle of the damn Amazon. It just, a humpback whale in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Did it drop in? I I think so. I think it fell from the skies. So that is my what the hell from the week. They say, they think, from the article I read, and this is, this was on the New York Times. So, uh, it happened. And they say that they think a large tsunami-like wave what carried it in. But I'm like, did anyone, did, what the hell? Did anyone see that? Well, was it the bones or was
0: it? A carcass. A carcass. Full-ass carcass, like a couple days old. Well, when the hell did the wave happen then? How did no one see the wave? How did no one see the wave? Bullshit. It dropped from the sky. Yeah, it did. It so, dropped right out of a UFO is what it yeah. did. Yes, it did. That's a... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Okay, so my what the hell is, oh, it's, it's disgusting. Um, I have two, actually. I'll do, I'm going to do one for this episode, and I'm going to do one for the next episode. Yes, so you have to stay one. tuned to hear the second riveting what the hell. Yes. Ugh, look. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this one is, I stumbled across this picture of something called a meat clown. <laughs> Thank God. That exists thank god no that's what i was thinking where have you been all my life <laughs> so it is it looks like like a big loaf of baloney, i guess but they have fashioned um fashioned it into a clown so it's got little hair and eyes and nose and mouth i mean made out of meat meat hair And it's like pressed into the... I I don't know how... Are you supposed to consume the meat clown? You are. You can buy it at a deli. Maybe not now, but maybe in the 70s. But yeah, meat clown. And each slice was a clown's face. Stop (laughs) it. We'll we'll post a picture of this on Instagram. Yes,
1: we will post a picture of this evidence. I need evidence of it because what the hell? Yeah,
0: what the hell?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again.
0: Yes, thank you so much. We
1: appreciate you. We hope you will be joining us again for another episode of The Horror Salon. And until then...
0: The glasses are empty. The candle is out. It's The Witch and Andemic. Music for this episode is Rage by the 126ers.
1: Check out our website for show notes and links to some cool extras.
0: Later, nerds.